This is the official Scottish Rugby Podcast. I'm Caroline Blair. On the mic alongside me this week, it's Chris Patterson, Scotland women's captain Rachel Malcolm, and fresh from reaching the incredible milestone of 50 caps for Scotland at the weekend. This episode, we are celebrating Lisa Thompson. What an incredible achievement. That is the only way to describe it. How does it feel now to be in that club? Uh, A bit mad. Like... (laughs) I think when you're you're wee, you never ever think you're going to get fifty caps, and it's yeah, it's came around way quicker than anticipated. So nah, it's it's cool. I think it's came around quicker than everybody anticipated in a lot of ways. You know, if you look at your trajectory, let's rewind things back, go back to the beginning, and talk a bit about your journey. Yeah, so I got capped for Scotland when I was eighteen uh, in twenty sixteen back at Broadwood when we were playing there in dark, dingy Friday nights. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's yeah, it's been an absolute journey. Like. We've come a long way, um, like Rach got capped that season as well and yeah, we were trying to qualify for a World Cup back in 2017 and yeah, we finally got to our World Cup last year, which was a huge honour um, and yeah, 50 caps came around very quick. There's a lot of club land before that though, there Tom, wasn't there? There was a lot of club land before that. Uh, aye, so where was first club? Langham, I think, mm-hmm. under 15s. Because um, yeah, you grew up in Hoyk though. Grew up so in Hoyk. So did you have to travel because... Langham had the team. Or? Yeah, so grew up in Hoyk. There wasn't any minis in Hoyk. I actually started Jed minis. Yeah. Went across As the in Jed. minis, like what, five? Yeah. Right yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, so I was playing with the boys. Um, Chloe was a few years ahead of me at uh, Jed minis. And then, yeah, I played for Langham under 15s. Mum was driving me down there Wednesday nights to train the rain, like six of us out there, just chucking a ball about because we loved it. And then. Was Jim Park, who was coaching? Was Ian Park. Ian Park, sorry. Ian Park. Yeah, 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 so he's been a huge influence in yeah. my career. Um, still messaging now and oh, anytime I see him he's absolutely buzzing so <laughs> no owe a lot to him um he's the first coach to move me at center actually from where from yeah uh hooker hey Rach you started a hooker as well in the five months crumbsy that's amazing personality wise least Thompson could not no be further from hooker. <laughs> absolutely no thanks I don't want to put my head in there um so yeah and then, move then yeah where else did we go um you played at Hoyk as well, though, because with Saz and Hoggy and these guys, didn't you? Never played for Hoyk. Never put a Hoyk top on. Nah, there was, wasn't now that's that in itself. So yeah. How does that go down? <laughs> yeah, no, well, I put a gala top on once. Yes, and uh, I'll tell you, I've always had a thermal. I regretted it ever since. <laughs> You'll never stop hearing about that. I put, a, I put a thermal on so that the gala top wasn't touching <laughs> my skin. Right, right, right. You, right you're not thinking that. Somebody, it's this true. is this That'll is This has been passed down through... <laughs> Generations, who who can you blame for that? I reckon, I reckon Susan, my mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, went on to play um, for Melrose Ladies, a wee stint at Gala, and then um, yeah, Murrayfield under one, uh, Wanderers under 18s. Yeah, first uh, adult club was Melrose, mm-hmm. and I've so many lifelong friends from Melrose. Um, it's a class club to be a part of. Just on Melrose, I know that we're skipping ahead quite a bit, but it feels like a natural segue. I mean, you are the first woman to be named in the Melrose Sevens Hall of Fame. How does that feel? Again, like, just mad. <laughs> like, the past few weeks, honestly, has been crazy. Um, and yeah, to be down at Melrose, like, I think it was just, I didn't think it would ever happen. Like, you know, the Hall of Fame's there and like, there's people like Cecil Africa in it and like, I got inducted with Collins and Jarrah, like, these world-class sevens players and I'm just a wee lassie from Hoyk mm-hmm. and playing sevens and fifteens and I'm inducted into this Hall of Fame alongside them so 
no huge honour and like it was such a cool evening like Mossy was down yeah, there and good. his dad got a photo after so did did it? says Mossy what a photo with Como I had to take it <laughs> he was behind the camera taking the photo I hope somebody took a picture <laughs> and Mossy doing this <laughs> no it was good wasn't it yeah. Eric Paxson got, uh, yeah Eric Paxson uh, as well inducted and as well but it was quite a nice mix actually yeah it was great wasn't it um, he spoke really us. well actually as well just uh not just saying everybody <laughs> spoke really well but in terms of like what sevens means to a lot of people mm. not just rugby but there's sevens and then the impact it has locally nationally and and globally it's so powerful but it was a it was a was that two weeks ago that was a, a couple then, of weeks ago I. and then back to the national camp just after that so yeah you've been busy been busy and out in hong kong and out in hong kong yeah we had a successful week in and hong GB, kong yeah. with gb getting a bronze medal which just puts in contention to hopefully qualify outright um so we've got a one shot out and to lose to hopefully qualify outright for paris next year yeah been a whirlwind we did just <laughs> have a laugh just before we started recording about the fact that you haven't had a pre-season no. as a, a player but it's because you haven't needed one I mean no I think it might be coming I think it might be coming for me this year but no never luckily been playing sevens fifteens all year round get a couple of weeks off and then get straight back to it and when you look at that I mean if you look at your achievement in sevens too you're an Olympian you've done Scotland 15s represented Scotland at sevens you've you're now in team GB it's been busy <laughs> it's been really busy yeah it has been busy but I, I don't know life any other way um my life is in the back of my car all mm. the time um oh you have to go more than that that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> yeah just all over the place and just traveling the world um I absolutely love it um but no there's been some cool achievements on that on that journey for sure Rachel, we saw a clip on social media of you uh, asking Lisa to present the match ball for the game against France there. Talked, we saw a clip about what you said. We saw what that meant to you to be celebrating Lisa's achievements with her. Tell us a bit more about what you said about her. Uh, what did we not see <laughs> um, <laughs> that I we can say on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, it's always always PC and short press. Um, no, I think like Tomo for me has been like probably obviously we we started playing for Scotland very much around the same time. Age difference is quite substantial, but um, you know she she was a kid when I first came into the squad, and I think the amount she's grown as a person is probably like even more than what her rugby's grown. But like when I first joined the squad, she was an incredible player, someone that I kind of looked up to right from the get-go. But I think what's so special about Tomo is how like how much she is keen to bring on the players around her. Like one of the first things that she said to me when she came in last week was how she wanted to help Fran McGee play play like the best game that she could play. So I think, you know, to have people in your team like Tomo who aren't there just to go out and shine themselves, but they just want the best for everyone around them. Like she's a proper leader like that's a leader for me like someone that's just so keen to kind of bring everyone else to their potential and um, because that is how teams are going to perform and we're going to get the wins that, that we've worked so hard for but you know she's um, an incredible person um, and someone who I think as well like playing for Scotland is literally everything for you like mm. I think anyone who speaks to her and like some of the stuff that she says around other nations that I'm not going to, you know. Don't she, hide me here, please. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is the most <clears throat> Scottish person I think I've ever played alongside. And I think, you know, that's that comes through in how she plays, how she acts. And, and you know, she's just, she's just brilliant. And the fact that, you know, she's only 25, she's an Olympian, Hall of Fame, 50 caps, youngest player ever in Scotland women's history to get to 50 caps as well, like, yeah, it takes it takes a pretty special person to do that, and and Tom will definitely is that. 
What's your response to that? To Very kind. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> don't, don't like those things she said to me. <laughs> I'll change the subject. I'm going to save embarrassment. And you can see that, though, Rachel. We, yeah. Lisa plays. You can absolutely see that in, in what Scotland means. But, like, not as sober the mood. But there's difficulties along the way as well. Like, any career, where are the... Or give us an example, maybe one or two moments where it has been really hard or you have you know, had to dig deep or rely on teammates or... Because it's, I know from personal experience, it's not all smooth, is it? It's hard out there. Is yeah. there any moments that have, you know, have been really difficult? You've had to fight to get over. It's been a few. <laughs> um, but that, that's what makes us. Oh, hundred percent. And I think that's what this group, like, we've been through some mm-hmm. stuff. Like, um, I think the one that sticks in my mind is when that World Cup stuff got pushed back. Mm. Like, we were Tuesday night out training. Um, and it got announced on social media when we were out training, so nobody had their phones and stuff on them. Uh, I think it was Brian brought us in. Were you at that training session? No, it was up in Edinburgh. South. Aye, so we were all over the place, and we had H- a How long session. out of the World Cup was this? Oh, we hadn't actually qualified yet. I don't no, think. we hadn't even qualified. So we were in kind of peak and, qualifying and was this COVID, anxiety. Is this COVID time? Uh, COVID so. time. Yeah, so total unknown, really. Yeah, so we were like just and we were all over we were doing crazy stuff as well at that time like in terms of like us exiles were coming up and staying in airbnbs because we couldn't weeks uh and hotel rooms for weeks at a time and just like living out our cars like and the car it was this opportunity to try and qualify qualify. Mm. so massively yeah Mm. and it was taken away aye that tuesday night like got brought in at the end of training and just said like the world cup's been postponed a year and we're like what like We've been going so hard, like we hadn't even qualified, like Rach said, but we'd been going so hard for so long to try and qualify for this World Cup and we had to wait another year. I think it was definitely a blessing in disguise, like we mm. weren't ready to play those qualification games. I think it was what Six Nations against Italy, that was going to count mm. for qualification, but yeah, no, it's definitely a blessing in disguise, but it almost just prolonged that mm. bit of the journey even more, which was so frustrating. Um, but again, like we didn't have it any other way. We qualified out in Dubai. You've uh, had a couple of injuries as well. Yeah, I had so, uh, shoulder uh. surgery uh, 2018. So when we beat Ireland, actually. Mm-hmm. She disappeared. I, yeah. I hurt <laughs> my shoulder. There. Was that the game at Donnybrook over there? I, I, I. First win away. First win in yeah. 12 years. Um, yeah, I hurt my shoulder in the first couple of minutes and was like, oh, that's a bit sore. Play on? Did I. Played Good eight on. minutes. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what she does. Um, yeah, turns out my labrum was torn and I needed that fixed ASAP. So, yeah. Rehab was pretty smooth, to be mm. fair. Um, was rehabbing alongside Rona. Her rehab was not smooth, so mm. she was a bit sadder than I was. Um, but I was four months out, yeah. which was wasn't too bad. That's not too bad. I, no. s- I suppose what all these things do, though, is that like it, you know you can't get to fifty caps without having a, a bit of mm. an up and down bump along the, the way, a bit of bump in the road. I mean, granted, Emma Wassel can. Yeah. What was that one? <laughs> Emma Wassel can. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> she yeah. was. She was hanging on by she a string though by the time she got there <laughs> shoulders were just about attached I, I think we were, at a, know, yeah. a, we were at a charity mm-hmm. dinner recently and she did sort of have that hope in her eye, eye that she was still going to you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> that no, was well. it so shout out to Emma yeah. because obviously we are yeah. thinking about you and well, we are missing her own. oh we are missing her oh, a lot yeah we're it's missing her a lot her. very <laughs> quiet um, both on and off the pitch mm-hmm. so no wishing her a speedy recovery at the minute but we'll get going into that I guess it's that you know we had Fran on uh, Francesca on last week and she's saying you know she's at the very different end of her her cap journey I guess so it's really interesting to hear you Rachel saying that there is a desire from you Toma to come in and to engage with the early cappers if you like the, the new new players in the squad what is it you get out of that as well for yourself do you enjoy that 
almost a, not a coach, a mentoring space as well? Do you enjoy um, that? I don't think I look at it like that. I think, like, I just want us to perform. Like, we have so many good players out there. Like, the more conversations we can have, the quicker we can gel together and the better performance we can put at the weekend. Like, Fran is an unbelievable talent. Like, seen her at the weekend, like, we're mm. chucking the ball about. and wasn't a bad break for her own line, eh? Ten minutes, and God yeah. knows how many metres made. So, <laughs> um, not bad stats from her, but, no, she's an unbelievable talent, as well as, like, Emma Orr and Mez and stuff. Like, they're going to be the future of women's rugby in Scotland. So, like, the more that we can help them, the better, I think. Do you know what else, like, that might not agree, but when you become a senior player or you're a senior player, you obviously have to then... You do, you naturally try and guide and help because people have done that to you as you come up. But it also makes you commit to what you say. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes if you're asking somebody to do something or get this right or that right, and the pressure then for <coughs> you to deliver, you know, it, it, it almost is self-talk in some ways. Mm-hmm. So what you say to help other people, you then have to follow up with your actions. So it does keep fun. you... Like, not that you need it, but it does keep you on edge a wee bit because, you know, well, if I'm asking you to do that and I'm mess up, then... Yeah, I think yeah, it's I'm that like so it does it, it, it is it, it it does it puts pressure on. Yeah, oh, and I think it's just like that. It's that lean by example bit as well. Like, like you say, like you can't be telling somebody else to do something if you're not doing it. Yeah, so. totally. Can be tiring. <laughs> <laughs> you can never have an off day in terms well, of your true, effort. Oh, 100 percent. Like, but that's your senior group though, yeah. rather than just having one leader, isn't it? That's yeah. where your oh, leadership no, team comes together. Yeah, and I think like that's something like Tom Wad's coming into the squad. Like she's. She's probably, and I've said this for years, but like probably our best all-round rugby player for sure in the squad in terms of like the way she reads the game, everything she brings in terms of her skill set, but also like her rugby knowledge. Like she's got so much experience compared to to a large majority of us. And you know when she comes in, even last week and this week, like just adding that knowledge to to meetings, to you know huddles and and bits and bobs like that. Like the difference having a leader like Tomo back in the squad has on the bigger wider group is, is massive the other thing it does as well I, I think is because you've played with so many other women that you'll play against like a lot in team GB you get mm. to know them you get to know them personally you know their strengths but you also know their weaknesses and their vulnerabilities mm-hmm. as well so it, like almost sometimes I think when we play other nations you think they're better you think they're stronger you think they're fitter they're thinking doing stuff you're not doing but actually when you train alongside them play alongside them like, actually I'm better I can yeah. do more. I, I, there isn't this perceived gulf that sometimes you think there is. Would you go along with that as well? Oh, 100%. I think that's like, we learned a lot from that, like when we went out and played in France. Mm-hmm. Um, me, Jade, Chloe, and then Nels went out yeah. as well. Rona's out there now. Um, yeah, like just playing alongside them players, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. They, they do make mistakes. Uh-huh. They do drop the ball. They're not perfect. Yeah, they put it on when mm-hmm. they're like playing in big games because that's when you need to perform. But yeah like training alongside them you learn a lot and like even being in the sevens just now like having different conversations with different people about rugby is like just so interesting you learn like people see the game so differently like I think that's why as women as well like we ask so many questions at training like why why because we want to know (laughs) if we can get to the same Mm -hmm. outcome a different way Mm -hmm. and I think it's the same like having conversations with other players of different countries different positions like yeah, if they've got different ideas about stuff, like you can take them back into your environment. Do you ever get a response from Bernie saying just because? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I've not had one of you. No, I never had a just because. <laughs> uh, he can talk himself out of pretty much any situation. <laughs> right, so. Very good. Um, no, no, just because is I don't think. <laughs> and then I guess you know before we move on to the upcoming games. Uh, I think that one thing that's always interesting for people that don't play rugby that haven't represented their country is 
getting an insight into what you've learned about yourself, I suppose, like from cap one to cap 50, what would you say you've learned about yourself in that time? A lot. Um, I was a very naive 18 year old getting capped against England. Because you come from club rugby. I was 17, 18 playing club rugby, um, making line breaks. Um, and on that, actually, what? right. What we before saying? fifty of caps, we have like a little like kind of party about the person and good highlights reel. The highlights reel this girl has <laughs> is something that I can only ever dream of. Like I've never seen anything like it. Emma did some good digging. Yeah, like <laughs> to be fair, she went way back, but it was incredible. Oh, the stuff that you've done, like Thanks, I just realised you were as good at rugby. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I've never seen a highlight show quite so good. Um, what was I yapping about? Uh, you're, what you've learned. <laughs> what you've learned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, like you come in, play women's rugby, like internationally, you're playing club rugby and you're making line breaks and you're making tackle breaks and you come in and you're playing against England for your first cap and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not going to make many line breaks today. <laughs> but I, yeah. Who was your uh, opposite number? Can you remember? Amber Reed, maybe? Yeah. Uh, would you not have been at 13 then? No, I got first cap at 12. Oh. Hannah was at 13. So it's pretty... Like, class players. Eh? Aye, mm. experienced players. And I think it just pushed me on to, like, get better at rugby. Like, mm. I couldn't pass with my left hand when I got capped. Um, and I remember, like, first sevens season, passed off my left hand once in a warm-up for a sevens game, and the coach came and gave me a hug. Because <laughs> we've been working on it so much. Um, but no, it's like... Yeah, I learned so much on the pitch, but off the pitch, I like I think I've grown up so much. And mm. <laughs> Ellen has watched me grow up a lot. Um, moved to France when I was 19, mm. um, and I learned a lot about myself then. Like, what I want from me as a rugby player, but also off the pitch, like, I know I need some home comforts in my life. Um, but no, it's it's been a journey, and yeah, we've grown up along the way and made some real good friends on the journey. More to come. What, what do you get time-wise to do off, off the, away from rugby? Do you have time to, to, to be Tomo away from I rugby? Do? What do you Take do? Take photos. Oh, yeah, I do. I like taking pictures, going to see sunsets, just wandering about, really. Coffee. Coffee, yeah, finding good coffee and brunch mm. spots. <laughs> is that allowed to be a hobby? Yeah, that definitely I, I, a that's hobby. my only one. I have dog walks and coffee, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. I, I respect that hobby. That's definitely going in there in the yeah. list of approved hobbies. Yeah. We've got a couple of places we'll go back to, but yeah. trying to find new places all the yeah. time. Well, no time for that for the next <laughs> couple of weeks. We've still got mm-hmm. a, a busy TikTok Women's Six Nations ahead of us, so let's talk that up then. First game coming up at home again at the Dam Health Stadium this weekend, and we take on Italy. So what are we thinking for that game, ladies? I think, like, it's going to be tough. I think, you know, Italy are... I think the biggest thing for us is going to be getting our defence right. Um, Italy are a really um, kind of inventive attacking team. They play with very limited structure. They get offloads away when most teams wouldn't. Um, and they, you know, do some quite unconventional stuff as well. So it's kind of that attitude. We kind of trained it a little bit today of, of being ready for anything defensively. I think if we can stop them, um, I think with the way that our attack's improving, we will put points on the board and, and, and we'll score tries. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is going to be our defence. But I think France played a little bit like that the weekend um, and probably was good game to have um, in the lead up to this because, you know, we got caught cold in a lot of those areas so you know we had to learn as the game went on and I think yeah going into to this weekend that'll be massive 
I'm looking forward to this one. <coughs> the games against Italy have been really mm. entertaining the last three or four years. I think of one or two at Scotsden. Um, I played them in the World Cup initial qualification yep. mm-hmm. as well as a real fast and, and it <coughs> totally agree with age. Italy play a, a quality kind of style of rugby isn't it mm. one or two of their key decision makers I think the captain was a winger she's retired now she's retired right? and she was quite hooker, yeah. yeah she was quite key to being in the open field she's popped up everywhere and turnovers and counter attack and she triggered it mm. so I, I think there's maybe they've followed that but they're maybe not quite as quick into that attack mm. maybe as they have been before but mm. yeah it's um I think you have to make most of the home advantage, in all honesty, and, and just really can you take positives from good parts of the, of the game so far. Um, and yeah, like I think a, with a 60 turnaround and a, and a travel day you've had, I think a, a good start's important. I know we always say a good mm. start's important, but at times I think it's more important than others. And at home, home advantage, quick start against a, an attack-minded team, I think it's, uh, it's probably the, one of the most important things to get right this weekend. And I think it's only fair to give you the final words then, tomorrow on that. What's the home crowd like at the Dam Health Stadium and what's it like making that space a home, effectively, for Scotland women? Oh, playing at the Dam Health, like, we absolutely love it. It's <clears throat> a class, like, atmosphere and even the walkout, like, folk are lined up next to the barriers and you get that extra wee boost before you go into the pitch and everyone's singing Loch Lomond before kick-off is one of the best feelings ever. Um, and because the stands are, like, they're quite close to the pitch as well. You can really feel them. And like any little break or any little nudge that we get, like they're right behind us. So no, absolutely wasn't to get that back to damn health and yeah, get in front of our fans again. Well, you will indeed have the chance to do that this weekend. Scotland host Italy at 4.45pm this Saturday. And that can be watched on BBC platforms as well as Scottish Rugby's social media channels. They'll have the updates there too, but I, for one, will be at that game. You might hear me. (laughs) You will hear me. Um, Certainly celebrating your success as well. Huge congratulations again, uh, Lisa, on an incredible 50 caps so far. More to come. Exactly. As Mossy says, there's a lot more to come. Thank you very much.